So today I'm going to talk about my walking desk because I get so many questions about it on social media whenever I post a picture of it or post a video of me walking on it. And the funny thing, you know, I'm a full-time artist and some people might think, oh great, a full-time artist, wow, you must get to spend so much time just making art and butterflying around and enjoying your life and having wine at two in the afternoon. <laughs> but no, you'd be wrong. And in fact, I do get to make quite a lot of art and that's amazing and I'm so grateful. But I also have to spend a lot of time at my computer desk. And I do most of my work on my desktop because I like having all the big screens and etc. And gosh darn it, if there aren't so many things that I have to do. So here's a partial list. Emailing. I edit videos for social media, I edit photographs for my website and social media, I create product listings for my art and other stuff that I sell, I create pages on my website, I'm always working on my website, I am writing, I write proposals, I write artist statements, I write blog posts, social media captions, etc. I'm scheduling and posting to social media because I'm on all the major channels. I respond to my social media comments and DMs. I do accounting and record keeping from my desktop. And of course, I also take courses. I take an insane amount of courses, you guys. It's bonkers how many um, courses that I pay for and then take. And of course, there's also so many things that you can get for free on YouTube and all across the web. So I watch educational videos and tutorials. I read industry articles. It's super important for me to stay on top of what's happening in the creative arts industry and especially like online marketing and stuff. So learning is a big part of it. So here's what was happening before I got my walking desk. I was in pain all the time. So I'm going to talk about the process of why I chose to buy my walking desk and then what actually happened. It's been about a year. So stand, stay tuned and I'll break it all down for you. Welcome to The Josie Lewis Show, where it's artist to artist chat about making art and selling your art, because I think artists should get paid. And one of the things about being an artist is that it's kind of a slow, slow grow, slow process. Like I've been an artist since I was 16, and then I was an artist waitress for many, many years. And then I got married and my husband had a full-time job, so I was able to stop waitressing, but I wasn't really making any money. And then over the last maybe six or seven years, I've been able to build an actual business so that about two years ago, my husband left his fancy corporate job, <laughs> fancy corporate engineering job to come and work with me, which is just a dream come true. It's so incredible. It took a while is what I'm trying to say though. I'm really fortunate and excited and so pleased at the direction that my life has taken uh, being a full-time artist, but it didn't happen all at once. And so one of the things that I frequently get asked is, what would you do if you're starting from zero? So I wrote a quick guide. It's called the Quick Start Guide to Selling Your Art Online. And it's, it's basically the step-by-step -step that I would do if I was starting again right now. And you can get it for free and hopefully it will help you. Um, you can download it at josielewis.com slash quickstart and, you know, read it and 
and find out, you know, some of the suggestions that I might make if you are someone who is starting from scratch. But the thing I want to really emphasize here for you is that it's not overnight. It's slow, slow going. It doesn't have to be like excruciatingly slow. Like I think the 20 years that I spent dinking around, not making a lot of money, doesn't have to be exactly like that. Like I think things can be radically accelerated these days, but it, it takes a while to build this stuff up. And so, um, you should download that guide and hopefully that will help you out. Okay, now let's talk about the walking desk. Okay, so I was saying earlier, boy, do I do a lot of stuff at my desktop. So, so, so much stuff at my desktop. And I was getting really sore. I was getting sore hips, sore back, sore shoulders, sore neck. My wrists hurt, my elbows hurt. It was, it was crazy. And I was just sitting so much and I actually stand to work as an, as an artist, I prefer to stand. So all of my easels and my tables and stuff are all at counter height, They're actually a little higher. I have my, my professional artist table where I do all my filming and stuff that is high, a little higher than counter space. I had it built to exactly the right height. So it's ergonomically very comfortable for me to work there for many, many hours at a time. And I find it more comfortable than sitting. Sitting for some reason gets me really stiff, but if I'm standing and I'm shifting my weight, I have this little soft cushy thing that I stand on. Um, I can literally stand for hours and hours and hours. I think I've built that up over time. I think I might be a little bit of a freak, but I love standing. <laughs> so, um, I was finding, oh my gosh, I am sitting so much and I'm getting so stiff and so sore. And then I ran across someone with a walking desk. And just in case you have never run across this, a walking desk is a standing desk. So it's a higher desk than usual. And there's a little walking pad. It's like a mini treadmill. It doesn't have arms in the front of it. It's just flat on the ground. Mine is about three and a half feet long. It's not like a big heavy duty gym treadmill that, you know, will go 20 miles an hour and have like big inclines and stuff. It's not that kind of treadmill. It's just a walking pad. I think the max speed on this thing is about four miles an hour. So, and then it starts to shake. So it's really not designed for speed. It's just designed to keep you moving as you're, as you're walking. So I found someone who was doing this and I thought, I, you know, researched the one she was using and I researched a desk. And so I went ahead and did it. And something that happened at this point, I mean, you know, the, I bought one of the cheaper versions. Um, I think my walking desk was maybe three fifty dollars or $400, which is not nothing. I mean, that's a significant purchase, especially since I didn't know if it was going to work for me. You know, I had high, high hopes that it would work, but I didn't know. And then when I was talking to my husband about buying it, and my husband is normally the most encouraging and um, supportive human on the planet. Thanks, honey, for being amazing. In this particular case, he did something that actually probably was the best thing he could have done. He made fun of me. <laughs> he laughed at me and told me it was the stupidest idea that I could. He's just like, that's because he, when he'd been in corporate America, he would watch people buy, you know, get standing desks and, you know, get walking desks and bike desks and all these different things. And he, th he said they always would flake out and they wouldn't do it. And then it would, they just look like, like, you know, kind of wankers on, on their walking desk. I don't know. He had a bias about it. And he said, he didn't think I would 
do it. He was like, no, I don't think you're going to be able to do your work on a walking desk. Like, if you're not going to be able to write. Like, how are you going to be able to type or anything? You know, like, you can't do it. Which is the best thing he could have done for me, because I was like, oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really, sir? I don't think so. And so I bought that sucker. I bought a, yeah, I bought this little, I think the brand is Go Youth. I'll put all the notes for what I actually bought in my, uh, in the caption notes here. So you can, if you want to check them out, you can. But I bought this Go Youth treadmill on Amazon. And it was, you know, one of the cheaper ones. You know, you can, you can spend a ton of money on these. And I, not knowing, you know, if it was, if it was going to work for me, I went for a cheaper one, but still not that cheap. You know, they're not they're they cost something, you know what I'm saying? So I was a little hesitant about it, but then I also bought a, a standing desk that has, it's, it goes up and down. It, I actually got one with a little electric motor, which is obviously going to be more expensive. And I, you know, in retrospect, I could have just bought a manual one with a little crank or something. I do sometimes adjust the height, but not often. I really leave it at the standing position all the time, even if I'm not walking on the treadmill. I'm in fact, as I record this podcast, I am standing on my treadmill. It's not running because I didn't want to have the sound going as I'm, you know, trying to talk. Uh, but it, I'm standing on it and my desk is, you know, at the standing position. And my standing desk is tiered, so I have my screens up a little higher than my keyboard because I wanted to make sure everything was at an even 90. So my elbows are are at a 90, and my head is staring straight ahead, like I'm not cocking my head to look down or up. I'm just looking, you know, basically straight at my screen. And that, I think, you know, the different research that I did about ergonomics, it seems like as as straight as you can stand and as straight as you can hold your shoulders and your elbows and your wrists and all that, as far as like a 90, um, that, that is really helpful to, you know, just to keeping your body from getting tired out and getting sore and all those things, which is what I was trying to avoid. So I got this tiered standing desk that's electric retrospect, probably could have just got the manual version, which would have been a lot cheaper. And this go youth, treadmill and I got these little pads. I have wooden, wooden floors in my studio here. And so I got little pads to set it up. I don't even know if you need that, but I thought that might cut down on the sound a little, give it a little bit more bounce or something. And, um, and some, a little silicone oil because you have to lubricate your belt from time to time. And, uh, it has a little remote control so I can turn it on and off from this little button just sitting, you know, on my desk. And, I got it and I set it up and I started walking and let's just say I fell in love with it. That was about a year ago now. So set it up, started walking and immediately, you know, it became clear that there are some things that are easy to do while walking and some things that are a little harder. So the things that I can do very easily on my stand, my walking desk while walking and by the way, I walk very slow. I walk about 1.7 or two miles an hour. So it's just like very, very, very slow. And I find that typing is great. I can type all day long. And I have this little beanbag wrist support thing and I can just clickety clack and I have no problem typing. I can do video editing because a lot of my video editing work, there's some mouse work, but mostly it is keystrokes. I have all these um, fast, keystroke setup. So I do a lot of, um, you know, key work rather than mouse work because mouse work is a little trickier. So for instance, when I work in Photoshop, I do a lot more mouse work 
and to get the precision that I need. Sometimes I need to like hop off. So I'll leave my treadmill on and then I'll just hop off to the sides when I need to like, you know, get a precision stroke. Um, I have no problem, of course, watching videos. I can read articles. The, really the only thing that's kind of tricky to do is some of the Photoshop stuff. And of course, if I'm in a meeting or something, sometimes I actually do walk while I'm in a meeting especially if I'm not having to talk, if I'm just there as an observer or I'm, you know, I'm there to listen to other people, a lot of times I will walk and I, it kind of looks like I'm on a, on a boat. <laughs> if you can see me on the, you know, if I'm on a Zoom chat or something and you can see me, I'm swaying a little bit. But the treadmill is actually very quiet. And so my mic doesn't even really pick it up. I don't have it on right now just because I like to keep it quiet for the podcast. But it doesn't uh, seem to... Um, be something that people can hear uh, on the other end of the Zoom chat. So that works out pretty well. If I am leading a Zoom, like if I'm doing a live Q&A with my Art Revenue coaching members, then I have to turn it off because it requires a different kind of concentration and I don't want to be distracting by like bobbing back and forth. And so I have noticed that if I am on a deadline or I re it requires, whatever I'm doing requires a, a tremendous amount of creative energy or problem solving, I find myself hopping off it. Not because of the dexterity issues, but because it's almost like my brain needs the, I don't know, like I'm using a portion of my brain to just focus on walking and balance and stuff. And I need to just hop off it and just focus on what I'm doing. So. Sometimes if I'm, you know, going through a particular um, focused period of energy, I can't, I can't walk at the same time. I also have noticed that I need to turn the treadmill on first thing in the morning. If I don't turn it on first thing, like, so I get up, I, you know, whatever I'm doing, my morning emails or whatever my routine is. If I don't turn the, e the treadmill on first thing, then for some reason, it's harder for me to remember to turn it on at different points of the day. And then I find that by the end of the day, I haven't turned it on at all. I've been standing all day, but not, um, not walking. And I much prefer walking to standing because at least on my treadmill, it's not a super, um, squishy surface. So when I'm standing on my treadmill, it's not like the most comfortable and I end up with sore feet at the end of the day. So something else that happened, speaking of sore feet, is that when I got it, I was so gung-ho and so <laughs> de dedicated to proving my husband wrong. And I was also following this uh, TikToker, actually, who had a walking desk. And she said she walked 20,000 steps a day while she was doing her job. And so I was like, well, I can do 20,000 steps a day. No problem. <laughs> like, absolutely. It's only 10 miles, you know, like I can, I can walk 10,000, 20,000 steps. And so I, you know, immediately ratcheted up to 20,000 steps and I got myself a little, um, repetitive stress injury on my foot. I was never actually diagnosed, but my feet just got incredibly, incredibly sore and I couldn't keep that pace up. I needed to build up to 20,000 steps. And I actually think I walk outside a lot and 10 miles doesn't seem like an insane amount. You know, for sure, I usually get over 10,000 steps just in my daily life. But I think that the treadmill doesn't have any variation, you know, so every step is exactly the same. And so I was just getting, you know, some probably, um, you know, arch issues and, you know, maybe some 
Achilles, my, my Achilles heels hurt, my shins were hurting a little bit. So I had to dial it down. And another thing that I did then too, is I started to switch my shoes midday. So I have just regular like joggers, like training shoes that are quite comfortable. And then I also have these heavy duty hiking boots that have like ankle support and they're, they're, they're pretty, you know, massive boots. Like I literally bought these, you know, many years ago to climb mountains. I climbed Kilimanjaro in these boots. They're pretty intense, right? <laughs> but I find that when I switch my shoes, then I can walk all day and my feet don't hurt. So, so that's helpful. So the now, you know, a year in, I don't necessarily turn my treadmill on every day. If I have a day where I'm doing a lot of studio work and not computer work, then obviously I'm not going to be using the treadmill. But I do like to turn it on and I can easily get at least 10,000 steps on the treadmill. Just walking super slow, like I barely even know I'm doing it. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And it seems mostly effortless. And then if I'm doing, you know, a lot of studio work, then I won't be walking on my treadmill quite as much naturally because I have not yet tried to paint while walking on the treadmill, but I, I'm, I'm inclined to think that that wouldn't work. <laughs> so I probably won't try that. But anyway, if you are considering a walking desk, I absolutely recommend it. I think they also have bicycling desks, which look pretty cool. I considered that as well but I really wanted to stand up. And so I can put all the different things that I, that I purchased in my links. And I, I've actually been, I was a little worried about the quality of this treadmill. There was a lot of sales on Amazon, but the reviews were kind of mixed. So I was concerned that, you know, it would break within a, a few days, <laughs> but now it's been a year and I haven't had any problems with it. And I do, I do use the treadmill belt lubricator pretty regularly. And it does squeak a lot when I first turn it on in the morning, for some reason it needs to get warmed up or something. So I add the treadmill lubricant and then I turn it on and it squeaks for a while and then it kind of quiets down and that's good. But I'll put all the notes for what I bought in my captions and if you're interested in checking it out and getting one for your, yourself i highly recommend it <laughs> hope you're having a great day and thanks for spending this time with me